Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello, Jessica. Hello, James. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's been <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Welcome to the First World Podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm James. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about it's been two weeks. Um, well, duh, yeah. So it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. The past couple episodes that have come out were recorded before... God, I can't believe it's only been two weeks since I know. everything happened in DC, uh-huh. which is why we haven't talked about it. But we recorded on the third. Today's the seventeenth, and lots happened in between. Yeah, the inaugurations in two and a half days. So excited! <sighs> it's been um, it's been a roller coaster. It really has. That whole day mm-hmm. was. Uh, intense and uh, we spent the day just like watching TV kind yeah. of in disbelief but not really because we all saw this coming um, kind of in disbelief though because I mean James and I haven't even been able to like actually talk about this like the whole day we were texting in our group like back and forth yeah. but like I was just to use a I was flabbergasted, mm-hmm. like just pure in shock. And then, because I mean, you guys know me at this point. Like that is the United States of America Capitol building. Like our Congress was in there. Mm-hmm. And, like no one seemed to give any fucks of Mm-mm. all of these things. And I was just like, I was yelling in my living room. Like I kept saying, "They are not." <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know oh, by now, horrible. Jess is like one of the most patriotic people like you will ever meet. She loves this country. But like true liberal democracy. Yeah. I'm very liberal. You know this. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Not patriot in the way that like patriot is used now. Like patriotic yeah. and like, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's hard. It's. I knew you were going to be mad that whole day. <laughs> because oh, man. Just, I cried. When they broke the windows, I cried. Yeah. I was crying in my living room by myself. You were alone? Well, Michael had to go do trail checks. Oh. And so he didn't even know what was happening. He had no idea. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah. Uh, I was, um, I've started a new workout regimen. You know, new year, new yeah. me. So I was working out. And it was so funny. I must have just missed it because I was watching in the morning because I wanted to see like the certification. And I worked out, I started working out at 11. And I think that's like right when it happened, like, like mm-hmm. 15 minutes later. Yeah. Is when it happened. And I came back from my workout. Well, came back, I was working out in my backyard. I was finishing working out. I picked up my phone. I had all these messages from our friends. And I was like, what is happening? So like, I just opened my iPad and I was just like, (laughs) we sat there. Me and my sister sat there. My mom watched it all day. Yeah, all day. When the time came for, I have therapy on Wednesdays and my therapist, Mm -hmm. I like 
went on the phone call and I was like, I can't do this today. And she was like, I understand. She was like, I know. Okay. You, you just do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh. and it, was, uh, it was too much. It was. It was too much. It was very <clears throat> unbelievable. But the very. good thing is that, you know, people are being held responsible. Are people they? are getting arrested. There's like yeah, three. But that guy who sat in Pelosi's desk is at home. He yeah. got arrested and now he's at home. Yeah. Waiting sentencing. Well, the, the guy with the hat, he's going to be in jail until he's sentenced. So that's something. And he won't eat. His vegan or what was it, organic diet? He won't eat because the prison food's not organic. Oh man, that is where he draws the line. That's where he draws the line. That is an enigma of a human. Yeah, I saw a lot of fallout in some of the like witch groups about because he called himself like a shaman. Yeah, I think Um, he goes towards like Norse. Yeah, tradition like his. Yeah, it was just that's very interesting. It was interesting to see um, the the discussions about it and. um, Mm-hmm. kind of sad because there's I mean there's a lot of people who call themselves shamans who don't know what the word means or well, don't he's em- just using it as a character yeah don't embody and just makes other people look bad it's just oh absolutely and I think this whole thing was a prime example of picking and choosing you know it's yeah. like there were religious flags like for Jesus obviously and does Jesus really want you to do that? <sighs> like, yeah. does he? Would he? Would he like that? Would he want you to go in with zip ties in the Capitol building trying to kidnap people? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I the Bible guy, so, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's been about two and a, two and a half weeks since that happened. It feels like it happened. It feels like it happened ten years ago, and it happened yesterday. Like it happened it, eleven days ago. Yeah, it's. 2021 come on already but i am hopeful that people will be brought to justice i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for our new administration Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i'm just gonna wait and see i know things aren't gonna be perfect because of course they never will be yeah well but your your elected officials should never be held above criticism. We're going to criticize Joe Biden. We we are the way I criticized Obama and mm-hmm. Bush and you just have to. These are these are our public servants. So mm-hmm. the way that Trump got his cronies to like worship at his the altar of Trump, that's just that's not how a politics should work. So No, it's disgusting. Yeah. So, anywho, that's what we've been up to. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's what we've been up to. Yeah. And I just, America's a country of constant change and learning, well, attempting to learn from past mistakes. Mm-hmm. We have groups that are strongholds and don't want to. Um, Right. But the majority of us, we're not that bad. We're relatively calm, collected, intelligent individuals. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. anyway, today 
we are going to talk about we're going to again like we tell you every time we're going to scratch the very surface of a topic and that topic is the akashic records mm-hmm. um i wrote akashic rec rods here so <laughs> i'm excited about this because you you've told me you wanted to do this episode for a while and then you kind of told me what it was because when you told me like forever ago i was like i have no idea what you're talking about so i still have no idea what you're talking about because i purposefully didn't look it up well i kind of still don't know what, <laughs> what it is. so we're going to talk about a little bit of the history and there's like it kind of intertwines with a little bit of science or theoretical science or it's it's kind of out there i'm really into it i like it a lot um but it is definitely out there so here we go Let's do it we're gonna start with um sources there was a really good article on Akash on Akashic Records called Akashic Records 101 on Gaia.com. That's where I got the majority of this information from. Mm-hmm. Very thorough, very knowledgeable. And uh, of course, Wikipedia, LearnReligions.com, Medium.com, and DebbieRitter.net. Okay. And she will come up towards the end. So, the Akashic Records... So really quickly, the Akashic Records, summed up very simply, are kind of a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, emotions, words, intent, anything that has ever occurred is occurring or will occur in time. Oh, okay. So it's like a history. Yes, kind of. This goes for everything. All life forms, all um, inanimate objects, your house, Mm -hmm. your dog, you. Everything is available in these Akashic Records. So we're going to go back a little bit and talk about the history of the Akashic Records. And then we'll delve deeper into the records themselves. Okay. So... In several religious texts, there is something that comes up called the Book of Life. It's talked about like Mm -hmm. in Hebrew texts and the Bible and different things. Basically, what that is, is a book of the names of everyone who is destined for paradise or heaven or what have you. Yeah, like the, the idea of predestination. Yes, pretty much. And a lot of people have compared that book of life, you know, to the Akashic records because you kind of would have to know the outcome of someone's life in order to determine if they're going to end up in heaven or paradise or not. Okay. So that does come up here and there. Of course, it's a different name, like mm-hmm. all things, but yeah. pretty analogous. Then we have Theosophy. So this happened, this occurred in the late 1900s. We have um, Helena Blavatsky, Madame Blavatsky, mm-hmm. yeah. came to the United States. And she she came in the, to the United States in the late 19th century. She found herself kind of at the center of the new spiritual movement that was occurring. And that was known as theosophy. 
she drew upon philosophies and practices and different um, rituals from Europe, from Asia, from the Western world, and they kind of all melded together to make the Asavi. Didn't um, Aleister Crowley learn under her and then he branched off? Um, Or learned? They worked together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if she worked under him or he worked under her. But they definitely crossed paths, for sure. Yeah. So um, she was very a very strong proponent of the records, but she re- referred to them as astral light, and she claimed to get knowledge of the records from Tibetan monks. So um, Tibet, t- Tibetan monks are also called Mahatmas. They said that they, the records could be found in Akasha, and Akasha is the Sanskrit word for astral light, mm-hmm. or a belief in um, an ether element. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, there was also Alfred Percy Sinnott. He was another theosophist, and he coined the term Akashic records. Okay. So Akashic records comes from Akasha which means astrolite. In the early 20th century, there was a Austrian philosopher. His name was Rudolf Josef Steiner. He was also a theosophist. He took the concept of the Akashic Records a step further, and he claimed that he could access the records and that mm-hmm. his access to these records gave him, quote, universal cosmic wisdom. Hmm. He said that he had... Um, he had knowledge of the life of Jesus Christ, things that were not recorded in the Bible. And he uh-huh. even said he had knowledge of a very important conversation between Jesus and his mother, Mary. But I couldn't find what that conversation was. So <laughs> he just said, yeah, I know. So, okay. He was like, oh yeah, I have this. Yeah. Then in the mid 20th century, this is about the 19... 19- I would say late 1930s, early 1940s, there was a clairvoyant, an American clairvoyant named Edgar Case. He became well known for his psychic abilities. He claimed to be able to astral project. He claimed he could view auras. He would um, prophesize, you know, make, make, prof- make yeah, predictions. Yeah. And he said that he also was able to access the Akashic Records. So this is what he had to say about the records. The Akashic Records, or the Book of Life, can be equated to the universe's supercomputer system. So this is in the this is in the mid twentieth century. He's talking about this. Mm-hmm. It is the system that acts as the central storehouse of all information for every individual who has ever lived upon the Earth. More than just a reservoir of events, the Akashic Records contain every deed, word, feeling, thought, and intent that has ever occurred at any time in the history of the world. Much more than a simple, much more than a, than simply a memory storehouse, however, these Akashic Records are interactive. They have tremendous influence upon everyday life, our relationships, our feelings, belief systems, and potential realities we draw toward us. The Akashic Records contain history of every soul since the dawn of creation. These records connect each one of us to each other. So Sounds nice. 
It does. Sounds kind of it's comforting, right? Yeah. So today, mm. yeah, I don't know if I'd want to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Do you read it, or is it just kind of like you? We'll get there. We'll get know there. it. Okay. We'll get there. Um, so today, people like to think of the Akashic Records as sort of a tool for personal growth or for insight, for things that they can use to kind of guide them through life. You can also um, access the Akashic Records for others. So you can help other people through yeah. life. It um, There was a time when people thought that the records could only be accessed by people who were like devoutly religious, like saints, yeah, people, scholars, mystics. Yeah. But there are actually classes you can take now. People will oh. teach you how to do it. You can even become certified cool. as an Akashic record reader. And we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. So what are the Akashic records? That's a little bit of the history. Let's go back to the records themselves. Okay. So some like to think of it as, like I said, a compendium of everything. But mm -hmm. some who do access the records say that they are not like a filing cabinet or like a, even a library or a database. They are, according to the records themselves, another dimension called Akashi, which is a higher dimension than the one we live in. Okay? I don't get it. So, <laughs> so the Akashi is the way that some people talk about interacting with the Akashic records is that there are other worldly beings in this dimension uh -huh. that are all knowing and unbiased and completely fact and data driven okay and that this dimension that we cannot perceive happen all at once all at the same time time is a flat circle in this dimension everything is happening all at once so you could say what happened at this time at this day in this area 700 years ago and they would be able to tell you or you could say what is going to happen 700 years from now, and they'd be able to tell you because it's all happening all at the same time. Okay. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> this brings us to the very confusing and mind-boggling theory that is string theory. Okay? Okay. So when I saw this come up, I tried on my own very valiantly to to <laughs> a research string theory on my own. <laughs> mm -hmm. I googled string theory and I was like, what? So then I googled string theory simplified and I was like, mm -hmm. what? So then I literally googled string theory for dummies. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I could not understand it whatsoever. So... I reached out to our uh, friendly neighborhood 
scientist known mm-hmm. as uh, our best friend Angie's husband, Phil. Dr. Janowitz. Dr. Dr. Phil. Um, and ha- had him break it down for me. Okay. Okay. So this is what he has to say. String theory, very basically, this is the very breaking, dumbing it down for all us dummies out there, okay? That's what I need. It says, the theory says, that the universe all around us Uh is made up of teeny, tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny, one-dimensional strings, quote-unquote. Okay. That, this is a quote from Phil, wiggle and wobble in different ways to give particles, atoms, and electrons their properties. So you know how, I don't know, gold has a certain amount of electrons, protons, neutrons. So this is what these strings do. Depending on how they're wiggling and wobbling gives us the different elements in our universe. Okay. All right. So before string theory, conventional wisdom was that the universe was made up of three-dimensional particles that um, were like either spheres or even pointed like cones. Uh But in this theory, the three-dimensional particles theory, it was difficult to account for things like gravity because gravity would have to have some sort of effect on these particles. Yeah. But they don't, but it doesn't. So Mm. that theory is harder to kind of, uh, what is the word? Proof? Yeah, I guess. Work? Like the math doesn't add up, basically. Yeah, okay. So with the strings, with the string theory, it makes a little more sense because of the way the strings are. They're one-dimensional, they're so small, they're interconnected, Mm -hmm. whatever. So the only problem with string theory is that it requires more than the four dimensions we are used to. So we have three dimensions. You know, we have what we, what we can see, uh-huh. you know, height, width, length, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The fourth dimension being time. Okay. Okay. So with string theory, it needs more than four dimensions. And the leading, I guess, hypothesis is that it actually requires something closer to 10 dimensions. That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, most of these dimensions, most of us cannot perceive. Okay. Yeah. So the theory is that the records lie within one of these dimensions that we cannot perceive. Okay. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I get the on paper bullet points. Yes. yes. There's also a theory called the many worlds theory of quantum mechanics. Okay. Here okay. we go again. That says that there are parallel dimensions, parallel universes that exist all at the same time, all one by one, all side by side. And that for every action that we take, there's an infinite number of universes that exist all at the same time for every action that we did not take. Does that make sense? I think there's a Rick and Morty episode about that. 
<laughs> there probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so say in this dimension, you uh, you buy that sweater that you've been mm-hmm. eyeing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also another universe where you did not buy that sweater. Yeah. Yeah. But how many decisions do you make in a day? You know, so for every decision you do or do not make, there is a universe. Like that community episode with the darkest timeline, you know, Mm -hmm. all the different timelines. Yeah. So the records are said to keep account of all of these universes, all the decisions, everything that's ever happened all at once will happen, is happening, has happened. That's too much information. Which is, yeah, uh, which is why we cannot perceive them. So So, that took me a long time to wrap my brain around. And that's that's as dumbed down as I can make it for myself, for myself. Because for me to even understand it for myself, that's what I came up with. And if you are a scientist and you're like, that's not what string theory is, I'm sorry. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I apologize. But that's the so best I could make me. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I wonder if wiggle and wobble is the scientific terminology they use. I'm a scientist, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Big thanks to Phil for all that. So Thank you. Yeah. So this brings me to kind of my next point, which is that... Of course, there are a lot of people who do not believe in the Akashic records. Well, yeah. This could be because this could be because obviously it can sound very out there. It can be hard to wrap mm-hmm. your brain around. Um, but also there are people who don't enjoy the theory because it's not you maybe let's say you try to um, access the records. And you ask a question and it gives you general guidance or an answer. And the thing that you asked didn't happen the way that they said it would. Hmm. This is because they cannot give you an exact outcome of any one situation because of that thing that we talked about where you make a million decisions in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in control of our own destiny we make our decisions. We, well, if you believe that, I believe that. Yeah. Um, we, we make our own decisions. And so um, we can change our minds kind of at the last second, at the drop of a hat. We create new paths for ourselves. We redirect possible outcomes. So they can only tell us what is most likely to come out of any situation based on the path that you're already on. Yeah. But you can change your mind. You can be like, I'm going to Morocco tomorrow. And that changes your whole it Your whole path, you know? Spontaneity. We can't go to Morocco because we're Americans and we're not allowed to go anywhere. But we're in a pandemic. Yes. Stop going to Disney World. <laughs> yeah, well, at least that's in our own country. I know. It makes me mad, though, when I see people at Disney World. Anyways, yeah. keep going. Okay. So, <laughs> now that we know... A little bit about the records and maybe a little bit about how they could work. Let's talk about who runs the place, okay? The record keepers. Okay, yeah. I was like... So the record keepers are beings that translate and sort all the data 
that you are trying to access into a language that you can understand. They're the fill to our research project. You know? It's a good analogy. Thank you. (laughs) Dumb it down for us record keepers. They, um, a lot of people who read the Akashic Record readers out there refer to them as master teachers and loved ones or MTLOs for short. This article that I read says that these MTLOs do not suffer fools. Don't come at them with your attitude. You know, don't, they don't, (laughs) they won't deal with you. Don't ask them for the lotto numbers, you know, things like that. Don't come to you. They do not like yes or no questions because they are not fortune tellers and they Mm -hmm. cannot answer your questions with yes or no. No, they just want to give you the info. Kind of like tarot cards, you know. Yeah. You you go to them for guidance. You go to them for general uh, lessons or just general questions. You don't you don't turn your tarot cards over and um, you know, just so and so think I'm cute. Yes, no, maybe. You know, like you got to ask general life questions here. Yeah. Yeah. So these MTLOs are to be seen more as mentors rather than fortune tellers Mm -hmm. they want to guide you but they also want to let you learn your own lessons okay they're kind of like mothers yeah they're like we know but we're not going to tell you because you need to figure it out on your own yeah or we're just going to give you some guidance but it's up to you to make the right decisions so the the main thing to remember about the kashik records is that they are fully free of judgment fully free of bias they have no what is it they have no skin in the game what is it we have no no is it is it steak no yeah i know what you're trying to say yeah you know what i mean like they they have no reason to be one way or the other investment yeah Yeah. they're fully neutral they only Mm -hmm. deal in facts they only deal in data that's it yeah so think about it that way when maybe because, like I said, they do not suffer fools, they will sometimes tell you things that you don't want to hear. And oh, they're okay. not known for their tact. So well, they're going to just <laughs> they're going to just tell you what you, they think you need to know. Yeah. And that's it. And, and sometimes we don't like being told things that we don't want to hear. Yeah. A case in point, tarot cards. Again, they will t- yes. <laughs> tell you. <laughs> They're like, bitch, I told you six times already. I know. Yeah. We got to learn the hard way. Okay. So who can read these? Who can access the Akashic Records? Again, like I said, many people believe that only the very holy could access the records. But there are a lot of books you can read, classes you can take, teachers who want to teach, and even general information out there on the internet that you can research. So that you can access them yourself as a, you know, quote unquote, normal person. Yeah. So um, there are three women that kept coming up in my research. One was Linda Howe, and she runs a certificate program where you can become a certified Akashic Records reader. Hmm. She also has written many, many books on the subject. Nice. Um, Also, that uh, guy... Edgar Case, he also has a book out, too, called The Akashic Records. 
Okay. Then there's um, Helen Vanderhyde. She's um, she's a master teacher. She worked under Linda Howe, and she actually has a lot of programs here in LA that you can take to learn how to read the Akashic Records. Hmm. Then we have Debbie Ritter. She is a spiritual practitioner, Akashic Record reader. She spoke with Gaia.com, where I got a lot of this information about the records. And she said that a lot of times people have a lot of personal obstacles that keep them from accessing the records. And that for some people, it just may not be their, like their thing, you know, it's just kind of, it's not for everybody, but mental blocks and whatnot. Yeah. But this is what she had to say about um, accessing the Akashic Akashic records. So she says, working in the records, may be something that some people are curious about, but for whom nothing clicks. When that happens, it may be perfectly valid that there's another path or modality that will resonate within that person. I see this when I'm doing short intro sessions. Personal curiosity satisfied, they move on to something else. She also said that another roadblock is uh, disbelief, that some people don't trust themselves, they don't trust their own gifts, they don't trust their own experiences. Even if you do have an experience with the records, it's kind of weird to, because a lot a lot of the things that I read from people say it's kind of like a download, like you get information in your brain. You're not, yeah. it's not like you're reading a book, like you're, you just, you just know things. Like you ask okay. a question and you just all of a sudden know. And that some know. people yeah. don't trust themselves or if they yeah. do hear a voice, you know, We've been told hearing voices is not good, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's just some people kind of will stop themselves from being able to access the records. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Ritter believes that no one is forbidden from the records and that the only thing that she would say is that any record, any experience with the records that brings fear or negativity is a false experience because like we said, the records are totally unbiased. There's no judgment. They wouldn't instill fear within you. They wouldn't tell you, you have to do this. This is what you need to do. This is the perfect answer or answer. Yes or no questions. So that's the only thing she kind of advises. Okay. Which is good to know. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things out there, especially when you open yourself up that could kind of uh, make their way. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot for like your brain to process, mm-hmm. but like it it makes sense. And what's curious to me is because it can be like anything else, you know, where you have people who like maybe sit down with tarot at like a fair and they're just like bullshitting, you know. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people who are like, I am a an Akashic record reader. I can tell you all the things. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's the people who really can, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like anything. Some people will take advantage, you know, be a little shady about it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, personally, I just tell myself, well, I fully believe in like spirits and ghosts and a higher power. So this isn't that far off, you know, (laughs) you can, this is not where I draw the line. But I could, you know, there are people who don't even believe in ghosts or there are people who don't even believe in vaccines. Okay, so. Very true. That's hard. <laughs> Factual yeah. science. Yeah. So, okay. 
So that is in a very simplified nutshell. That's the Akashic Records. Okay. Okay. I got it. I think I get it. I mean, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think I do. I did want to put in here um, kind of a small guide if you find yourself interested in wanting to access the Akashic Records. These are just some tips that I found. Okay. Okay. So it's not always easy. And like I said, there are some people who even believe if you're not destined for it, it's never going to happen. Some people are just gifted with different things. Like uh, Ritter said, different modalities for different people. But there are those who believe that you... With enough practice and persistence and patience um, and research, like way more research than you're going to get in this episode, um, that pretty much anyone can learn to access them. So here are some tips. Okay. Number one, before you even start, decide what it is you want to know. If you don't have something specific and say you kind of just want to... You just kind of want to know. You're just browsing a little, you know. You can even say to yourself, I just want to confirm that the Akashic Records are true or they're real Mm -hmm. and I can access them. That could be the thing that you want to know. You don't have to have a question if you just kind of are just dabbling. Yeah. But if you do have a question, make sure that they are specific questions. Like I said, the records don't like yes or no questions. So think about um, Mm -hmm. a specific instance or something that you're looking for guidance for. You know, what do I need to do to get that promotion that I've been looking for? What steps should I take to meet the love of my life? How do I go about uh, buying that house that I really want? Just, you know, whatever it is that you like. How do I open up my creativity? You know, just whatever. There are no wrong questions, but you might not always get an answer or you might not always like the answer you get. Yeah. But make sure you have those things in your mind before you start. Once you are ready to start, you're going to sit somewhere quietly. Um, One thing I saw even said, make sure that you don't have to use the restroom, like go to the bathroom first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make sure you're super comfortable can be um, very distracting. Yeah, no distractions. You're basically going to enter. You're going to sit with your intentions and you're going to request guides. Okay. You're going to in your mind, you're going to sit and request your guides. You can use whatever preferred method of meditation that you like, you know, meditation, relaxation, open yourself up, become in an open state, whatever works for you, do that. Mm-hmm. Take your time. This could be a long process. It could be a quick process. Kind of depends on the person. Stay open. Stay receptive. Allow information to enter your awareness. Kind of keep your mind as still as possible. Mm -hmm. Like meditating. Just try to keep the distractions to a minimum. And then lastly, kind of look for any visual cues you might get. Not everybody does. Some people are fully, they hear things. Um, it's kind of like the the different clairs, like clair, 
voyant, clairaudient, you know, like some people talk about hearing voices, like actually hearing voices. Some people talk about seeing a guide or even an angel. Some people Mm -hmm. talk about just knowing, like it just happens. So Mm -hmm. kind of just be open and receptive to what it is that you are experiencing. Okay. Okay. If you do connect with something or someone, ask them their name and clarify what it is that you're looking for. So again, if it's that, if your intention is just to confirm that the records are real, that could be what it is that you're looking for. If you have your specific question, ask your question. Take your time. um, Whatever data you get, take it in. Continue to be open and receptive. Stay there as long as you like or as long as you're allowed. And then when you're ready, end your session. Say, you know, you can say thank you. I'm going now. Things like that. Just Mm -hmm. very politely find your way back and record your experiences. You can write them down. Some people talked about actually recording the sessions themselves and then listening back to them. Mm-hmm. So different things like that, whatever works best for you. And ask yourself, um, did you gain access? Did it happen? Yeah. What did mm-hmm. you learn? Even if you feel like you didn't make contact, for l- lack of a better word, write down the pre- impressions that you had. Write down any thoughts you had because they may be your experience and you just didn't realize it. Yeah. If you go into it thinking it's going to be one way and you experience it a different way, you kind of want to write that stuff down because it it may just be different than you were expecting. Yeah. Some people may go into it thinking, well, I'm going to hear things and this voice is going to tell me this, this, and that. But really, you're, you just will end up having this download and knowing things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So write everything down. Take your time. It may take multiple attempts. You can practice. Like I said, there's lots of books you can read. There's classes you can take. If you really want to learn from a Akashic Record reader, there are definitely, um, I mean, I guess it depends on where you live, but here in LA, we're pretty spoiled. <laughs> that yeah, we're, we have going on. But now, you know, there may be stuff online you can do, Zoom classes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely look into it if it's something that you are, if you are very serious about it and you have a hard time doing it on your own or if you're the kind of person that needs the guidance. So yes, that's a very simplified way of um, how you can practice accessing the records. Nice. And that's Akashic Records. <laughs> Sweet. Hope your brain isn't busted. Mine is. Yeah. It was... <laughs> It took, once I got in the, I mean, the research for this was pretty straightforward until I got to the part about like the actual records themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what, like, is, what is happening? <laughs> what? But I think it's really interesting. I think um, it's so, it could, and that could be the thing. I was thinking about it last night. Where people like mediums, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they're just like, oh, I'm seeing this thing. I'm hearing this thing. You know, this is coming forward. What if that is the Akashic Records? Yeah, it could be. This person Mm -hmm. needs this message. Give this to this person. and Could absolutely be. It's just very, it's fascinating to me. It is fascinating. It's fascinating and it's, 
complicated and confusing and and string theory what if like what if we're not hearing things from spirit or ancestor Mm -hmm. what if if it's those mtlos mtlos yeah it's whole time yeah it's not like your uncle could be that guy or what if that's where if that's where everybody goes you know what if that's where everyone goes when they're done here who knows and i was just it's like jeremy bear me yeah (laughs) if you watch we're in the dot yeah or the records are in the dot (laughs) 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 I i literally felt like that i was like this broke me i don't maybe whoever wrote that in this show knows about string theory i'm like how do you even come up with string theory how does that even enter your brain who even had that thought squiggly wigglies just i made that wiggle wobbles wiggle wobbles like now my brain just sees wiggle wobbles yeah because like i'm one of those people that can um i didn't even know it was a thing until a couple months ago but when i read or visualize something i could i see it in my head yeah you know like i don't see it super clear like watching the television mm-hmm. but i see it like it's muted mm. but i can still see it okay so now in my head i'm just like picturing myself like walking down the street or something and there's just like all kinds of like <laughs> you know it's funny it. when that <laughs> like was making around me yeah well everything's just like wiggling everywhere when that that thing that video came out like a few months ago about the person who they don't have an internal monologue or whatever. Um, my son is like that. He has no internal monologue. No internal monologue. He can't picture things. It was, and it was so funny because when we were working on his math before, yeah. you know how they always be like, okay, put like six in your head and five on your fingers, you know, six, yes. seven, eight, like to, to add. He was like, I can't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, I don't know what you mean. And I was like, think of a six, like picture a six in your head. And he's like, no, like that that doesn't work for me. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like there's no six in my head. It's so, and it's so, it's caught me by surprise because he's very imaginative. He's a very good imagination. Like it's the two different parts though. It's the right and left brain. Yeah. He's got, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And that's why. That's why when we teach kids, we know that you're a kinesthetic learner, you're a visual learner, um, you're an auditory learner. So mm-hmm. the auditory learners, they can visualize, you know, mm-hmm. but if you're a visual learner, that generally means that it's, even though we use the word visualize, it it's literally just seeing, mm-hmm. you know, you have mm-hmm. to see it done in order for it to work and part of that is because you're not visualizing in your head you can't picture what someone's telling you you need to put your hands on it yeah and then the kinesthetic is like maybe you need counters or manipulatives to do like you need to make the six and yeah. then you can add the five okay. and that can just be lines and dots on a piece of paper on a whiteboard you know yeah. but yeah see because i'm an I'm an auditory, is that what you said? Auditory learner where someone mm-hmm. can tell me and I'll be like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But he's very much a visual learner. You have to show I'm him. I'm a visual learner, but I can visualize. 
Yeah. But that's just how my brain works. Like if you show me how to do something once or how to get somewhere, I mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. If you tell me, I'm going to have to write it down. So you can see uh, it written down. But I'm not really a kinesthetic learner. No, I don't think I am either. It's weird. I'm a weird alglomation of like. <laughs> but that's, it, it goes back to this thing where you have this, mm-hmm. these theories where these people to them, they're like, yeah, this is what I think. Like, what if the world wasn't made up of 3D, three-dimensional particles? What if it was made up of strings? Like, what? You Who know what it makes me think of, and especially since you're reading it now, and if if our dear listeners haven't read it, we have recommended it in the past, but um, pure fiction. But I think the Philip Pullman, the dust in in those books and mm-hmm. his mortal instruments, I mm-hmm. think I'm wondering if he's... It's like a play on string theory. Could be. I mean, yeah, there are, they do like, there's like other dimensions, right? Like they go through that. There's other dimensions, but there's also like the dust is a, is a connector. Yeah. You know, like the dust is everything. Yeah. So I'm, I wonder. I'm it definitely, that. yeah, it's similar for sure. Mm-hmm. It's pretty smart. I don't know. When I asked Phil how people come up with this, he said LSD. I was like, yeah, but you have to have that in your brain, like, to begin with, you know, like, if I took LSD, I wouldn't come up with this theory. (laughs) No, I'd probably have a bad trip. Yeah, you'd have to have somebody guiding you. But I don't know. But hopefully we didn't lose people along the way. Um. Hopefully that was interesting. Like I said, very, very tip of the iceberg because there are people who like dedicate their lives to this. And I think it's fascinating. I don't know if I would, I personally don't think I would try. And for very, like, I mean, just being open and honest, one, it's too uncomfortable for me. Like, I don't want to, because like, say it worked and then I'd be like, well, fuck. You know, like, oh, yeah, and then there's that whole other. See, I think that's there. I think I, I think I would, but I think I'm one of those people like, um, Diana Ritter was talking about, Debbie Ritter, I'm sorry, where people doubt themselves. I think I would be, I think I would be one of those people. Mm hmm. So it just makes me uncomfortable and um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when it's like when I see things, like when I see spirits and things, sometimes I'm like, I just want to be like here, you know, like I just want to mm-hmm. be in this little, I don't want to know all of that, you know, like sometimes yeah. I just want it to be simpler, which and I know it's not. Mentalized too. You're good at that. Like putting things in there spots you know and keeping them there so I don't know yeah Yeah, that's true I have learned I've had to learn how to do that because otherwise I think it would break my brain again yeah I also don't know what I would want to know yeah I guess like if I'm on the right I wouldn't want to know anything specific because I I'm someone who'd rather just go with the flow and not know mm-hmm. um, yeah I think I'm that way too I like the I like that the guidance part of it like tarot yeah. I like the guidance part of it maybe it just depends on the questions you ask because yeah 
Because I think that that would be the only thing I would ask is if I'm on the path I'm supposed to be on. Like, do I need to make any changes or am I doing okay? You can't ask yes or no questions. Well, like, I would reword it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to find a way so you don't make them mad. Yeah. But, yeah. If you out there can access the records please contact us because we would love to talk to you actually oh yeah we'd love to have an interview i think it's fascinating yeah i just have so many questions from someone who i mean not probably who does know more about this than my brain could make of it in my uh research so let us know what we got wrong what we got right maybe you know just let us know we want to talk to you yeah, just let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you can access the Akashic Records. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys are staying safe and mm-hmm. wearing a mask and getting your vaccines. Yeah, if you're able, get those. Um, the inauguration is going to happen in three days. Um, so. We just wish you the best on that day and hope that it ends up being a very good, bright spot. Yeah. I bought decorations. I bought champagne. Yeah. I bought mm-hmm. little miniature flags. Because you to- won't hear us talking about it until like February. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we It'll just hope that all goes well. And I think let us know if you watched the inauguration. <gasps> <laughs> that's happening I think tonight I think it's tonight or tomorrow I don't remember but they're honoring the doggos and you can donate a first rescue dog I mean I know it's Why gonna not have happened by you won't be able to donate anymore but you could donate to your local humane society yes please because all the animals need all the help they can get yes they do don't we all but don't we all <laughs> <laughs> We hope everyone's doing good and yes. staying safe. Yes. Wearing mask, being kind. Yes, be kind. For Just be Christ's kind. sake. Maybe don't storm any federal buildings. That'd be a good idea. Don't. And stay safe. legal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we hope you stay safe and happy as much as possible. And um, we love you and thank you. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H E L P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using better help that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 States. Yeah. Get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at sit for a spell pod if you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices please email us at sit for a spell pod at gmail.com until next time Blessed be.